Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Actually, before we get rolling with today's episode, let's talk about how you can subscribe and download this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So go ahead and do that. Hit subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and tell at least five of your friends who enjoy the Kansas Jayhawks about this podcast, and that's how we can get this thing to number one and being the number one podcast, number one Kansas Jayhawks podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, everything else. I know I'm already number one, uh, the number one Kansas Jayhawks podcast in Israel right now, so thank you to everybody who has listened to this podcast in Israel. Really appreciate that. But back to the Kansas Jayhawks. Nice victory last night at home against the Oklahoma Sooners. But before I dive into that game, uh, since the last time I talked to you guys on this podcast, KU went on the road, played West Virginia last Saturday. Kind of an uneventful game. Grady Dick led the way with 16 points, but Kansas comes out of it with a win. Uh, They moved to 3-0 on the conference play after that win against West Virginia. And that helped launch them into the number two ranking In the latest AP poll. So, heading into this game, uh, Tuesday night against Oklahoma, Kansas ranked number two in the nation. And Oklahoma had not won in Lawrence, Kansas, at Allen Fieldhouse since 1993. Yes, believe it or not, 20 years. No, not 20 years, 30 years. Sorry. (laughs) I'm over here thinking that was 20 years ago. It has been 30 years since the Oklahoma Sooners have beat Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse. So heading into last night's game, Kansas a 9.5-point favorite to start. And with the way that Kansas has been playing teams all year long, I wasn't so sure about that 9.5 points. Kansas seems to play teams a little bit closer. They haven't really been blowing anybody out. They did cover the spread against West Virginia on Saturday, but... I was still a little hesitant about that nine-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, But going into this one, uh, the Jayhawks continue to play with fire during Big 12 play, playing teams close. But 15-1 and on the season, ranked number two in the nation, uh, 4-0 in Big 12 play now after that game last night, Tuesday night against Oklahoma. But they do not make things look easy on themselves, that's for sure. Kansas ends up winning the game by a score of 70, what was it? 70, uh, the game went back and forth at the end of the game. So I I was up late watching this game, had to get up early for work. 79-75 was the final score of this one. And I'm just sitting there watching the game, watching this thing unfold. Not quite sure what's going to happen. I was watching the game with my daughter. She went to bed a little bit after halftime. But we're watching the game. She's asking me, why isn't Kansas winning by more? Well, they were having a tough time making shots, to be honest. It was it was a back-and-forth game in the first half. Kansas led by two at halftime. Uh, but, yeah, the second half started. They couldn't buy a bucket. There was a period of time during this game. Over 12 minutes of game time passed between made shots from Kansas. They had some free throws in there, luckily, to keep them in the game. But after the 17-minute mark... Of the second half, they didn't score another basket 
until 5.07 left in the game. They didn't hit another field goal in that stretch of game time. So it was an absolutely dreadful period of time for the Kansas Jayhawks shooting. It, it was a drought. They couldn't buy a bucket. They couldn't make a layup. There was one possession where they literally tried four shots from within a three-foot radius of the hoop, and they couldn't make it. And after four offensive rebounds, four putback attempts, Oklahoma gets the rebound. And this was in a part of the game where Oklahoma actually took a 10-point lead over Kansas. And that's when I thought, all right, maybe Kansas is not going to win this game. I had that thought for just a split second. With 519 left in the game, Oklahoma leads by 10 points. I'm thinking, all right, what's Kansas going to do? They haven't made a shot in 12 freaking minutes. So either they they go the rest of the game. I tweeted this, by the way. They either go the rest of the game without making a basket or they go on a Kansas run. I call it a Kansas run because whenever Kansas plays a home game at Allen Fieldhouse, if, you wa- if you've watched the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team, which I know all of you listening to this podcast have done, they always go on a run at home. There's a stretch of about five minutes in the game where Kansas just goes on a 10-0, 12-0, 16-0 run, and they put the game out of reach, they win the game. Kansas hardly ever loses at home. So I was just waiting the whole game for there to be a stretch of game where Kansas goes on their run. And it wasn't happening. 519 left in the game. Kansas is down by 10 points. Well... 519 left in the game. That means there is a five-minute stretch there where they can go on a run. And that is actually, surprisingly, what happened. So Kansas is down 71-61. And then comes a monster dunk from K.J. Adams, who, by the way, led the team in scoring and had a career-high 22 points on the night against Oklahoma. He ended the drought with that (laughs) monster jam with 5.07 left in the game. Then the next time up the court, Jalen Wilson, who had been ice cold from the field, Jalen Wilson had a horrible game, somehow ended up with 17 points. Probably because he made a lot of his free throws. But Jalen Wilson, who had been ice cold from the field all game, hits a huge three-pointer to cut Oklahoma's lead to 71-66. After that, Dewan Harris with a steal and a layup to cut the lead, the OU lead, to 71-68. The teams traded buckets back and forth a couple of times, and then the big play of the game down the stretch that punctuated this game and punctuated the comeback in the final five minutes of the game And it was Kevin McCuller Jr. taking the ball up the court, driving it to the lane, and finishing with an and one to give KU a 75-73 lead that they would not relinquish the rest of the game. So, like I said, Kansas wins at 79-75. They make their free throws down the stretch. It was a good free throw game for Kansas. Sometimes... You look at some KU teams in the past, they don't hit their free throw teams or their free throws down the stretch. This team seems to be making free throws down the stretch in their games, which is huge in close games. Kansas wins it by four. Another hard-fought conference win for Kansas. And you know what? 
it's not getting any easier the next week, week and a half of games for Kansas. It's not. It's going to be a tough stretch for the Jayhawks coming up. Their next three games, three ranked teams in a row in Big 12 Conference play. Iowa State, Kansas State, and TCU all coming up. All three are ranked teams. Next up is Iowa State. Iowa State, 13-3. and three. 13 and 2 on the season, excuse me. And they're going to they're going to give the Jayhawks all they can handle. It is a home game for the Jayhawks, which is huge. Like I said earlier in the podcast, Kansas wins games at home. They hardly ever lose at Allen Fieldhouse. So the Cyclones are coming to this one 13 and 2. Like Kansas, they are undefeated in Big 12 play, 4 and 0. Perfect 4-0 on the season so far in Big 12 play. Hosting Iowa State in Allen Fieldhouse, 3 o'clock on Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. The Cyclones just played on Tuesday night as well. Coming off a big 84-50 to win over Texas Tech. The Cyclones have been very impressive this year. Uh, they kind of did the same thing last year where people... Thought that Iowa State might finish toward the bottom of the Big 12. They came out and played very well. Were a top 25 team a lot of the season. And now they're doing it again this year. They weren't finished to be in the top half of the Big 12 this year. And they're coming out with a 13-2 record to start the season. 4-0 in conference play. Now ranked number 14 in the nation. And they're coming into Lawrence on a high on Saturday. Uh, 3 o'clock tip-off on ESPN+. Plus. And it's going to be a tough game for Kansas. Like they've done all season, they're going to have to weather the storm. They let a team get up by 10, 15 points at home. They come back and win a couple of those games against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Against a team like Iowa State, you go down by 15 points, yeah, sure, you could maybe come back. But it's going to be a lot tougher against an Iowa State team than against a team like Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, who are both good but not great teams. Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com, owner of the operation. And uh, before we continue with Mark Van Sickle and the Jayhawker Talker, the NFL playoffs getting underway, and here's the deal. If you are a Heartland College Sports fan and supporter, we so appreciate you being a part of the show DraftKings is a great way to support us as well. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And the kick off the road, the Super Bowl 57, since we're out of college football to uh, place a little wager on. NFL playoffs are here, and right now, new customers bet just $5, get $200 in free bets instantly, plus all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you get free bets back up to 10 bucks. Yes, that's right. So be sure to check them out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code HCS for Heartland College Sports. New customers bet $5 in the NFL. Get $200 in free bets instantly. You can't beat that. Only at DraftKings Sportsbooks with our code HCS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So this weekend, Jayhawks have the Cyclones coming into town. And then next Tuesday... 
next Tuesday night. It's going to be the featured matchup on ESPN. Big Tuesday for the Big 12. Big Tuesday for the nation. This is going to be the game of the week. It's a 6 o'clock tip-off. For the Sunflower Showdown with the Kansas State Wildcats, Tuesday, January 17th. KU is going to stay right here in the state of Kansas, but they're traveling a couple hours west to Manhattan. And this is going to be a fantastic matchup. Kansas State is a perfect 4-0 in Big 12 play, just like Iowa State, just like KU. And just like the Jayhawks, Kansas State currently sitting at 15-1 on the season. They just beat Kansas State, was unranked going into last week. You know what the Wildcats did? They defeated three straight-ranked conference opponents to start Big 12 play. They beat Baylor, scored 97 points on Baylor. They beat Texas. They scored 116 points against Texas. Between Texas and Kansas State, they had the highest combined total point score in a Big 12 game of all time. It was an absolutely wild week for the Kansas State Wildcats. Last night, uh, they beat an unranked Oklahoma State team 65-57 at home. Covered the spread, by the way. Started out at 4.5. Was a 5.5 point favorite as the game tipped off. They covered both of those spreads with that 65-57 win. But Kansas State has been dominant. Before that game last night, they'd been dominant offensively. And the Sunflower Showdown is going to be a featured game on ESPN. 6 o'clock tip on ESPN for Big Tuesday. It is going to be one of those games that you're... If you can, if you can get into the stadium, if you can get into the arena... It's going to be one of those memorable games. I have a feeling it could be one of those games that goes into overtime. It could be one of those games that goes down to the wire, comes down to the final shot of the game, whether it be Kansas State pulling off the upset against their arch rival in Kansas, whether it be Kansas getting a close win on the road, which would be a very good win for their resume, beating a top 15 team in the nation, Kansas State after those wins last week beating three ranked opponents in a row and then beating Oklahoma State on Tuesday night. K-State goes from unranked to ranked number 11 in the latest AP poll. So this game coming up on Tuesday night, I know I didn't dive into the Iowa State game as much. That game coming up first this Saturday, 3 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus, But... Before I talk to you next week on the podcast, on this Jayhawker Talker podcast, there's going to be a huge game on Tuesday night. It is Kansas State and Kansas. Kansas ranked number two. Kansas State ranked number three. And this could be one of those all-time matchups between the two teams. Because you know what? Kansas State hasn't been a great program in recent years. They had that... uh, trying to think of what year that was I should have looked it up before I started talking on this microphone but there was that year with Jacob Pullen and all those guys from Kansas State where they made an elite eight they had a really good year that year Kansas beat them three times that season though 
by the way. Kansas went 3-0 and against that Kansas State team, beat them twice in the regular season and in the conference tournament. But it's one of those times where both teams being this good in basketball is something special. They got rid of, Kansas State got rid of Bruce Weber, hired Jerome Tang, and Jerome Tang looks like he could be a great fit for Kansas State. I hope that they can hold on to Jerome Tang for a long time because this would be an absolutely fantastic rivalry every year if both these teams are top 25 teams uh, going back and forth, maybe splitting the series sometimes, maybe winding up in the conference championship game against each other in Kansas City. That would be fantastic if you could get that between the Kansas State Wildcats and the Kansas Jayhawks. But it just seems like this is a perfect scenario for the state of Kansas to have Kansas and Kansas State both ranked near the top 10. Kansas ranked number 2, Kansas State ranked number 11. And these two teams on Tuesday night could be in for an instant classic. And I I just I'm I'm going to be watching the game closely. I know you guys are as well. But Man, if you could get into that arena in, in Manhattan, Kansas, if you could get into that game, it's just going to be another level of exciting, especially for uh, those Kansas State fans who think that they're going to come out of there with a win, a win and they're going to walk out of there with heartbreak because you know that the Kansas Jayhawks are going to come out and break their hearts. Grady Dick from out there in Wichita, Kansas, didn't even look at Kansas State as an option He's going to break the hearts of those Kansas State Wildcat fans. You know Jalen Wilson's going to break their hearts again. Dewan Harris, K.J. Adams, who nobody thought was going to have this good of a season before it started. He's going to break some hearts as well. I know Kansas State's going to put up a fight. They are going to uh, try to shoot the lights out of teams just like, uh, just like Oklahoma State did against Kansas. They're going to try to hit a lot of threes. They're going to try to catch Kansas off guard in the first half to get a little bit of a lead before halftime. But you know Kansas is going to come out in the second half and play lockdown defense. So it's going to be a great game between number 2 Kansas, number 11 Kansas State next week on Big Tuesday, 6 o'clock game on ESPN. And then after that, we're going to talk about it more next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Kansas goes from playing a number 14 Iowa State team to a number 11 Kansas State team. And then right after that on Saturday, January 21st, They're going to play another ranked team, number 17, TCU. They're going to be hosting them in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, at Allen Fieldhouse. So it's going to be three games in the span of a week and a half in Kansas for the Jayhawks. They've got Iowa State at home. Then they're going on the road to Manhattan, Kansas, to play Kansas State. And then TCU coming into town to Lawrence, Kansas on Saturday, January 20th. First, we're going to talk about that game again, like I said, next week. Going to recap the Kansas-Kansas State game in next week's podcast as well. Really excited to see about what happens uh, in that Kansas-Kansas State rivalry matchup. The Sunflower Showdown. It's going to be another instant classic. And what's going to happen, like I said, before... Before Kansas State gets too high and excited about this this matchup, they should temper the expectations because they could come out and take a 10-point lead in the first half. Kansas is not going to back down. They've shown all season long what they do. They're going to keep it close. Even Oklahoma. they Oklahoma was ahead by 10 points with five minutes left in the game. 
Kansas comes back and wins it by four points. So this Kansas team is built differently. Uh, they're not going to let you come out and dominate them for a full 40-minute uh, game. They're going to play their game how they do. They're going to come out in the second half and hold you in the second half, be able to get back into it. And like I said, Kansas State could come out and take an early lead, but the Jayhawks are going to be right there at the end to break the hearts of the Kansas State Wildcat fan base, and I can't wait for it. Tuesday night, 6 o'clock on ESPN, big Tuesday for the number two Kansas Jayhawks and the number 11 Kansas State Wildcats. So again... Uh, Kansas 4-0, start to conference play, 15-1, ranked number two in the nation right now. Uh, love love what Kansas is doing. They're winning close games, and that's exactly the formula you need for March Madness. Uh, Kansas going for their first ever back-to-back national titles. Uh, of course, you got to get through the Big 12 conference play. Every game is tough at this point, but it is what it is, and the Kansas State Jayhawks keep rolling in the Big 12. So that about does it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's happening at Jayhawker Talker, at Mark the Overseer as well. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to Jayhawker Talker Podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.